0: Hello, everybody, and welcome. Hopefully, you can see and hear us okay. Depending on which Facebook group you are watching on, can you give us hello, a like, a thumbs up, a love, whatever you know, whatever you're feeling. Uh, but most importantly, let us know that you can see and hear us okay. Uh, today, I'm joined by Matt Wright. Hello, Matt. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm very well. Just a bit warm. That's all. <laughs> We're Osbriks not used to this. Weather. I know.
0: Well, for those of you, if you're if you are listening to this on the podcast uh, a bit later on in in a couple of days or something and you're listening to the replay, uh, you won't be able to get the uh, the visual representation of uh, the hotness here. I am literally I've got an 80s movie moment. My hair is blowing in the wind (laughs) because I am literally so hot. The office fan has come out and uh, yeah, it, it is needed. It's like I mean, it's. Down south it's like it's a lot how how hot is it where you are actually?
1: Twenty-nine right
0: now. Twenty-nine? Yeah, I think it's about that here. But generally on the south coast, which is where I'm based, it, it yeah, generally Greece feels does... a lot cooler anyway. Um yeah. who's here? Uh nobody's I can't see anyone's names. I'm gonna need to look it up. We've got too excited on the intro there and I forgot what I was doing. Um, so let me look up who has joined us. Uh, let's have a look. Oh, it's Philip. Hi, Phil. Hope you're well. Um, and I think the other guys are watching via the other group, which I'm not logged into. So whoever you are, hello, hello, hello. I don't imagine it's going to be, oh, I don't know, it's quite a few people jumping on. I mm. said to Matt beforehand, I didn't think it was going to be that busy today because surely everyone's either you know, sunning themselves somewhere. Yeah, but maybe, or... maybe it's
1: one of those days where it's too hot to do anything else other than listen to us on Facebook.
0: Yes, absolutely. So from my point of view, I literally spent, um you know, I had literally the most um worst starts of the week because I thought, oh, I'm just going to, you know, it was half term, just going to smash the week and everything like that. And then I started literally having... Uh, the worst week by uh, my son needed to go to a I went and go into the particulars as why yesterday. And can anyone imagine how long the wait was? Matt, you know. I so know. Don't I I Let's just have, I'd love to know what people, how long people, well, unless you've been to an A E and e recently, um, I'd love for anyone to know. And this was like Monday morning. It wasn't like drunk tank Friday night or or anything like that whatsoever. I was literally shocked uh when i when i came down uh six so we got six hours any any advances on six hours anyone anyone anyone
1: hint is longer (laughs) pardon hint is longer than six hours
0: (laughs) longer than six hours he's still there (laughs) yeah he is i just left him there i thought you know i've got never mind the buy box to do you know gotta think of my priorities yeah um so well i'll tell you guys so we walked in at nine o'clock yesterday morning and the wait was 12 hours to see a doctor 12 hours to see a doctor now i'm very fortunate because i i can't well she's not watching and no one else no one who's who will listen or watch will care now I'm really fortunate because uh, I have a friend that works in the departments really high up in the department so she managed to fast track us a little bit but we were still there for eight hours and it's one of those things it's just sort of like it's crazy it's crazy and then I had to go back to the doctors today and then it's really hot so it's one of those weeks where I'm really quite fortunate that um, I run a majority of business where it's quite passive, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. (laughs) One of those times in the week where, um, you know, it pays off that you've got a passive uh, income and you don't have to work. Well, nothing's truly 100% passive, obviously. But, you know, if you lose a few days here, there, here or there, you know, due to illness or, um, you know, incidents like that, then, you know, it's not the end of the world, essentially. So, yeah, Yeah. always practising my gratitude when it comes to uh, that, being able to do it. But how are those, um, how's the weather affecting everyone, guys? We're going to talk about meltables a bit um but that will be
1: very melted any multiples
0: (laughs) yes well i did a post last week where i said about the fact that you know we don't look at the dates in the uk we look at um you know we look at temperature more than anything else so what's really interesting is for those of you that don't sell in the us here uh multiples policy runs from 15th may to like 15th of october is it something like that and it's a well, it is Amazon terms of service, but it's treated more as a guideline. Okay, so you, Amazon gives you the opportunity um, to be able to protect your goods if you're going to send in multiples during that period of time. Uh, because depending on where your goods go and depending on what time, you know, how it how how it is in the summer, it really, um, you know, sometimes we have cool summers, sometimes we have hot summers. But in America... The multiples period of time is actually uh, mandatory. Okay, so they will block you sending in the multiple, uh, sorry, the multiple goods um, during it's the same date uh, period. Uh, I think it might be a couple of weeks difference, something like that. But it's around the same date. But it is an attribute that is mandatory to fill in. When you list a product on Amazon.com. So, if your product is designated meltable, so even if you get around it by not putting it as meltable, what tends to happen if it gets picked up on like Voice of the Customer that it's meltable or something like that, it will be flagged as meltable. So, you cannot physically send them in. So, FBM is the only opportunity. And of course, if you are not based at that location, then you just have to stop selling those goods in that period of time. But what always makes me laugh about America is, although they have the mandatory um, multiple goods period, is it's always hot somewhere in America, you know, always, mm. you know, no no matter, uh, you know, what time of year. But I suppose the only difference is, is I'm talking about the southern states, you know, Texas, Florida, Georgia, you know, all those type of states that are hot all year round, but presumably um, they're probably uh, better set up. You know, I'd imagine they have air-conditioned fulfilment centres and things like that, whereas they don't here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing, isn't it, though? Because we were discussing last night, I was like, oh, we should get an aircon unit. And then it's like, yeah, but it's like two weeks a year, isn't it? it's too hot
0: um well i actually i we have air condition uh air conditioning um and not throughout the house just in the bedroom and uh it was only until this year we actually didn't have it on all year round because of you know the electric costs and things like that so Mm I actually have aircon on all, all year round. I'm one of those weirdos. I just love my my bedroom to be ice cold and then, you know, wrap up. I know I'm a weirdo. I know uh, I am. When I what, when I you a... have your
1: aircon in January.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't this year. Revelation cost... for
1: today. <laughs>
0: yeah, because of the cost of um electric. We didn't have it on this year, but um, yeah with the electric cost going back down. Yeah, we'll have, we'll have the aircon on all year round. Yes, I know I'm a weirdo. When I say it out loud, to me, it sounds really normal. But then when I say it out loud, I even recognise how much of a weirdo I am, <laughs> you know, for that type of thing. I just like being cold. Just love being cold anyway. <laughs> Cindy says, uh, with the Beyonce hair flowing. Yeah, yeah like I said, I, I was doing my best kind of Top Gun kind of moment 80s uh 80s movie but yeah it is literally because of the uh the fan flowing but let me know guys how are sales being impacted at the moment we're not seeing any impact uh from our point of view matt i know you've spoken about it but you have a very unseasonal business though don't yeah
1: you? very unseasonal but there's no impact sales are so far performing very well this month best mm-hmm. actually i think we're on for our best if it carries on i'll be on for our best month it's crazy
0: do you know what i'm really seeing the difference between uh cindy says sales are slow hopefully that's going to turn around uh, on the conversation that we had yesterday um but i'm seeing a real mixed bag at the moment either i'm seeing people like oh like it's rubbish or i'm seeing people having the best sales that they've ever had at the moment, there doesn't seem to be, you know, and I know a few people are probably comment on this and say, oh, no, we're, we're OK at the moment. Um, but literally, I, I think it comes down to diversification. I think yeah. the more people that are diversifying into, you know, extending their business in different areas, albeit um, marketplace, um, type of products that they're selling, bundles, you know, Europe, US, um, you know, diversification into different platforms, you know, that type of thing. It is the guys that are diversifying that seem to be, you know, and, and the ones that are in control of their own fate, essentially, um, and not relying on, you know, Amazon um to 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 just make those sales for you yeah. um ultimately.
1: Yeah, completely agree. <laughs> we're very diversified onto a number of platforms, and we're looking to have more platforms all the time, so it's um, that helps, definitely. Uh, but it's Amazon that seems to be performing really strongly for us. Um, eBay is is quite quiet, actually, to be fair. Um, some of the other platforms are doing quite well, the website's doing quite well, and um, OnBuy is doing quite well for us as well at the moment. I've not, not a lot of people talk about OnBuy, but Um, I think because Etsy is another marketplace that people don't tend to talk about, but depending on the type of goods you sell, you know, you can have very good success um, in either of those marketplaces as long as your goods work for them. So, yeah. And again, I think it's important to recognize that these kind of additional platforms are never going to be Amazon. Amazon is the one. And if you've only can only do one, then Amazon is the one to do. But if you can add, say, depending on the size of your business, you know, a couple of thousand, maybe even like 20, 30 grand extra depending on the size of your business through, additional platforms it adds up to a substantial amount of money a year yeah
0: absolutely uh phil says up 35 percent on last year so far this month all toys but i have seasonal stuff uh as well uh sean says sales are so- slower for june july and august uh, for my type mm-hmm. of business happens every year so I'm used to it absolutely if you are used to that seasonal trend and we'll talk a little bit about the seasonal summer trends um you know a bit later on in this uh, you know when we finish off talking about multiples but if if it's something you're used to it's not going to be as you know uh, as a concern for anyone but it's interesting um what Phil said there actually um depending on what type of products you're selling because uh, you know Amazon goes through seasons. Uh, when I first started selling on Amazon seven years ago, or, or however long ago it was, you know, toys uh, on the arbitrage side were, you know, the hottest thing. Yeah. I, I've spoken about this, you know, for ages. You know, we didn't sell anything outside of toys for the first two years. We didn't need to. Uh, we didn't need to diversify because they were so good to be able to sell, you know. And that's when you had the likes of Tesco's directs. God, we miss Ooh, them. I love um, them. I miss them. Yeah. Tesco direct. Oh, you know, where do, I, I am a firm believer uh, that the uh, UK Amazon arbitrage sellers um, actually the yeah, all,
1: all weeped and tear, didn't they? The day that Tesco said they were closing, well,
0: exactly. But they were awful with sending stock as well. So, what would happen yeah. is, um, you know, they wouldn't send stock. Then you'd ring them up and say, oh, I haven't done it. Then they would send you the stock. Then the other stock would turn up. And then we were really honest about it. So I remember once we ordered like 35 boxes of like Duplo or something like that. And then a few days later, it turned up again. So we trundled all the way back to Tesco's and we said look you've sent us a duplicate order how can we return these and the woman was like separate department you know you need to get through to them so uh, and then someone will come and collect them and i rang up and i was like oh okay um duplicate order uh we you know can someone come and collect them mm. and um they were like yeah no problem what's your address blah 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 never showed up never showed up you know you can only do so much yeah, of course uh, you can uh essentially so you know but they were the but again that was back in the days of the wild wild west of amazon so you wouldn't do that now you wouldn't (laughs) risk selling those as new on amazon now because you wouldn't be able to prove um that you purchased those so if you got a um you know an inauthentic claim or something like that could result in suspension of your account but ultimately um yeah what i was saying was um toys For anyone that's not selling toys at the moment, and because I know that when it came to the Declaration of Conformity, people kind of went off toys quite a lot, moved a lot into the grocery area, that type of thing. But we're actually selling quite a lot of toys at the moment. And I feel the toy market's really, really strong.
1: Just really random you just said that. I just uh, bought my first lot of toys yesterday, and the first time in, like, five years.
0: Yeah, I just feel the toy market is super, super strong.
1: Incredible deal I got offered. And this... Why, like you say, I noticed there was no competition listing. Like in days of old, five years ago, sort of maybe just before COVID, you know, most toy listings had 20 or 30 sellers on it. This particular listing had Amazon on it and and one other seller. And I was just like, this is a good deal. And nobody's can, there's no competition. And we can undercut Amazon massively and still make a good profit. So
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, But yes, we do have the issue of declaration of conformity here and things like that. But, you know, if you can get those, but you're always given a time to be able to sell out anyway as well. And of Mm. course the rules are don't go too deep unless you're Matt, right. You know, we bought 300,
1: 300 pieces. Yeah, I was going to say, you,
0: you, you <laughs> probably bought the next two years surprise. And Phil's the same. You know, when Phil buys something, he buys something for the next five years. You know, so when he talks about selling stuff, it's like, yeah, he probably bought that stuff like three years ago or something yeah. like that, which is an excellent model to have, by the way. If you If, you know, if that Make is a right. model that you can yeah. sell, keeping stock and sitting on stock is a really, really smart, kind of model to be able to have for sure that's what i love about amazon there's so much opportunity uh, to be able to even though we all kind of sell the same sort of stuff um it gives you the opportunity to sell it in so many different ways which is what i love um so dan says sales are great already for father's day sales absolutely um so i haven't seen much Do you know we've opted out of father's day this year um uh from a sales point of view it is an area that we do normally sell in uh but we haven't sold as uh you know well we haven't sold anything in this year actually uh purely because uh the u.s side of things and the toys that have been selling so well so we haven't done a lot of seasonal actually altogether this year to be perfectly honest so it's really good to hear because i heard a lot of people that have kind of stepped into the father's day market it hadn't really kicked off but you know so what i will say if it hasn't kicked off by now um it's probably not going to to be but if you are targeting yeah. father's day specifically it's this sunday so but do not be surprised as well um if you start getting a few sales now and all of a sudden it just goes mental by friday you know if you are someone that's selling like a father's day bundle or something like that um then you can literally have 200 units in stock and you could sell them you know thursday and friday or on saturday or something like that it, it, the seasonal stuff when when it ticks over it, it can do phenomenally well so yeah. um yeah don't be yeah don't be too disheartened if it hasn't started yet as long as you've had a few sales you know that's the most important thing
1: yeah um, if, you're doing, if you're doing funds you're probably doing quite well at the moment as well
0: <laughs> <laughs> anything seasonal who's selling anything seasonal let us know uh because yeah if if you're not phil you said have you sold your hot tubs yet uh i remember this uh that'll
1: be being... a good one
0: yes well do you know what's saying that actually we um we bought a new lazy spa uh i nearly messaged you phil actually i was i was nearly like because uh, i know that phil uh uh bought a few hot tubs last year in in the great um hot tub sale of 2022 (laughs) yeah Um, and uh, it's one of those you know when everyone was like selling hot tubs like everyone was selling hot tubs um so we bought one this year and we actually got it off amazon we bought it from amazon direct because they just did this thing where it was like buy it and you know you can they give you like you can pay it in 12 months kind of thing so it was like 30 odd uh 30 odd pound a month or something like that for a hot tub and i was like well you know let's just do it kind of thing so (laughs) Amazon's sorry phil says the first rule of arbitrage is we don't talk about hot tubs oh dear (laughs) i'm sure you would have sat on them no pun no pun intended there um but phil also says i bought nerf water guns and pools in bulk from retailers december to february and held them now they are four times five times hold and wait if you have the space and also the cash flow absolutely yeah. that is
1: space and cash is the way that that thing works and, and again i i think from a geographical perspective if you're based in central london that probably that model can't work because you're paying so much for your storage it's renegating your profit whereas someone like myself i'm not sure where phil's located but i'm in the northwest and our, our rents are 50 60 percent lower than than what you would expect to pay in, in even where you are
0: um well yeah i mean we're we're as close to london prices as you can get because there is a distinct lack of uh industrial space where i'm based anyway as well and it's an expensive area um but it's what's really interesting we kind of skirted over this you know phil is an absolute master at, at this type of model but it's also what you do as well um you're a holder aren't you
1: Mm-hmm. i'm a holder myself think i'm a hoarder but i'm a holder
0: oh okay
1: <laughs> yeah no we, we do we, we actively hold things we just for me if i've made the time and investment in something i'm not prepared to just sell it for pence on the pound just to just to compete with other people i'd far rather sit and hold it and get you know uh three four times my money back in in sometimes you don't even have to wait that long as well people it just seems like a long time when you're on amazon but you know um sometimes as little as like two or three months and you can, the price will be double what it was.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cindy says market them as ice baths. Absolutely. That's yeah. so hot. I bought Matt one of those for Christmas. We haven't got it out yet, but uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to do it for sure. Me and Matt are such like, trend people were like yeah let's get one of those and never open it and send it on ebay <laughs> yeah. in about four years time uh ben says lazy spas are poo get a solid one i run the largest hot tub hire business in the northeast now i'm friends with ben on and on, on facebook and his business fascinates me um because it's one of those businesses where i see him like moving hot tubs uh, a lot of the time and hiring things like that and i'm always like how do you move a hot tub like how do you move a hot tub and now i know because i've seen how like ben does it on facebook and you get like one of these inflatable things in it and it pops it up i'm always fascinated by people's different types of businesses and you know it's one of those type of businesses you would think that um wouldn't do that well at the moment because the cost of electric and things like that but it absolutely you know is is kind of booming that industry at the moment so it's it's crazy but uh the reason we went for the lazy spa is because i sort of said for the cost of my argument is for the cost of like a permanent one versus like because we don't want a hot tub all the time um you know we don't want want to use it in the winter or anything like that and i sort of said even if you buy a new lazy spa god this is going to sound really uneco <laughs> but even if you even if you were to buy a new one every single year, it would still be cheaper than buying like a permanent one. That's that's how I we wouldn't buy like a new one every year. But I'm just saying, you know that that's how I kind of looked at it anyway. So yeah, so yeah, inflatable lifting shocks. There we go. It was uh, it was interesting. So Sean said, "I dare not do high tickets. What if the refunds are high? Even one refund can lose you hundreds of pounds. It is it's it's a risk and reward thing." Uh, definitely.
1: For um... well, a massive butt out here, the thing is, is that the returns of high value items are worth reselling. They're, that's a massive butt that people Ooh. don't forget here. When you when you buy a pack of Bisto and it comes returned and opened, it goes in the bin. There is no resale value box of chocolates. A thousand pound laptop, someone opens it, sends it back. They don't like it. You, you can usually resell that for sort of 80% of its value. So mm-hmm. the, the loss rate isn't that high. And usually you'll probably have, you know, if you've bought a laptop, you have a year warranty with either the retailer or the supplier. So you can send it back to them for a refund if it's faulty. So I think people get very concerned because it's high value, but actually you need not necessarily worry about the, the, as long as you've got the back end process in place, you need not worry about the value of the returns because they're usually worth reselling
0: yeah absolutely it's an interesting point actually and it's one that I hadn't considered because we've all got our cupboard of shame you know a 12 a pack of Bisto is kind of hard to resell to be perfectly honest because you can only ever have that that much Bisto in your life mm-hmm. so if you are someone that sells predominantly a lot of grocery items or or um you know beauty items or, or 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 some lower value health and personal care that type of thing then you're absolutely right they are hard to shift uh those type of products but if there is some value to them you know how often do you like think about like if you get a return of a high-end beauty item as well maybe like some drunk elephant stuff or something like that you put it on ebay and it goes straight away yeah. Um, you know even if you're covering the cost of your goods but Matt you're absolutely right something like that people buy um, you know if it's like a lazy spa or something people buy the buy them as like spare parts and yeah. and think so even if one part's not working you should be able to sell the other one Um but yeah I think pools you know they tend to be pretty good I don't I know a few people that have sold the hot tubs. I mean, I know Phil sold them quite a lot in the past. I don't hear extortionate returns over them. I mean, I've seen the odd horror story about two years later where someone does a refund, you know, that type of thing, of course. But you know the way you've got to look at it is you've had two more years of sales. You know, by then, and even if you can't resell it, then it's offset. If you're making profit in your business, it's all you can offset it against your tax. You know, all of these yeah. uh, different types of things. So I don't particularly hear anything too bad about it.
1: No, and and if you think about it, if there's no money making and selling hot tubs, then the hot tub manufacturers would got our business. So yeah, to well, me personally, selling expiry dated foods. Would, would, would scare me more because you have a finite point where you have to sell it before it literally becomes worthless and you have to pay to have it disposed of. So it's funny, isn't it? Like, Sh- Sean is scared of high value, whereas I'm scared of, of used by dates.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's funny,
1: isn't it, the perspective?
0: Yeah, and again, it goes back to this. So many different types of, of models of of selling Uh, on Amazon. And it's why, you know, ultimately, and I know people talk about saturation, but no two sellers sell the same way, you know, or have exactly the same business. So Ben says there's a load of new hot tub people, uh, as the people that had expensive ones worried about electric and now selling like nine grand hot uh, hot tubs for a grand. Well, if you get any of those, let me know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll take one. Yeah.
0: If you get any of those, let us know for sure. Uh, Phil says, Matthew, actually, I found a farm. uh, I've not been putting the questions up this week. I've been rubbish. Sorry, guys. Uh, I found a farm that will store a pallet for two pounds a week. They have a thousand plus uh, spaces and it's a godsend for holding and waiting. It's changed my business. There we go.
1: Yeah, just think. And there's probably lots of companies with spare space or farmers with barns and things, you know. That you can Mm -hmm. leverage. So, yeah, it doesn't need to necessarily be um, the storage, might not even be a considerable cost.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There we go. Ben said, I see them all day on Marketplace and eBay. It's a buyer's market now. Mm, Definitely uh, take that into account. So, What we were initially talking about was uh, seasonal sales and multiples and everything like that. I think it pretty much goes without saying that if you are sending multiple stuff in now, uh, especially with the temperatures as they are and as they are going to continue, certainly for the next few weeks, then do not be surprised if you are getting high levels of complaints refunds returns and also um, negative feedback uh, as well Um, and of of course risk of listings being shut down through voice of the customer uh, because you tend to be able to uh, especially on the grocery side not return grocery products Um, but when it comes to multiple items you tend to have a risk at you know higher um, rate of Uh, negative feedback and voice of the customer so it doesn't necessarily mean that you won't get refunds um, but it does mean that it could have some sort of impact on your account Uh, nothing that will probably result in any type of suspension or anything like that but it's just worth considering. If it was me, I certainly wouldn't be replenishing anything at the moment that uh, you know is meltable, which is going to be pretty much anything on the edible side of things that is confectionery. Um, some makeups as well will be melting in this as uh, as well at the yeah. moment. But do you know, what? if I got a me- if I got a melted makeup and melted, I'd just stick it in the freezer for a bit. I wouldn't worry about that. But you know, some people are proper fussy.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First yeah. thing I do in a hot country, uh put all the makeup in the fridge. <laughs> Top tip there. I suppose I said
1: You don't you think obviously everyone thinks about chocolate, but you don't think about things like makeup um yeah. and other candles. kind of liquid products um could could potentially go bad as well, couldn't they?
0: Yeah, crayons, anything crayons. with wax, lip balms, yeah. candles, uh confectionery. I this
1: time of year, but you know
0: well citronella candles yeah people wow. buy a lot of uh, a lot of candles this time of year so it's anything you've got to remember so it's 29 degrees today or 28 degrees whatever it is uh i don't necessarily believe it's that in the north but we'll, we'll take matt's word for it uh <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking um and you've got to imagine that those those warehouses are so much hotter than yeah. um you know than than outside as well because, you know, they are piling down with the sun on them as well. And the goods are in there for a sustained period of time. So they are gonna melt. You know, if they're in there for a week, it's not just, oh, okay, we've had a hot day today. They're gonna continue to cook until they're sold. And then they're gonna sit in a raw mail van uh, and then they're gonna, t- you know, cook. I in think there that's as the well. dangerous
1: part. It's not so much the warehouse, it's the it's the transportation, you know, that's sitting in the back of a UPS van you know if you you get in your car today you know how hot it is now imagine your stock sat in the back of the car for like two two days maybe up to you know then that's why it's all melting
0: yeah absolutely so uh my advice and my top tip uh for today is lay off it for a couple of weeks personally (laughs) if you do not want the ag there will be a multitude of uh very attractive listings right now where you can see the competition going away um and that is because people are refraining from replenishing those type of multiple goods or goods that could be impacted by heat like i said it's not mm. just chocolate there's going to be a number of things that will disrupt the integrity of the product so make sure uh that you are double checking um you know if if that's something that is going to be impacted um, by the cost of your goods especially if you're selling selling some kind of high high high-end stuff like I said like makeup or or stuff that could be impacted because you know if you get some really posh creams and things like that if that heats too much then what can often happen is sometimes you'll get it and it could discolor or it could um it could smell differently or something like that. And that's when, you know, when you get those kind of complaints where it's like you get an inauthentic claim or a counterfeit claim because they've claimed that it's a counterfeit product, or you get the a review yeah. saying, Oh, it doesn't smell like it normally does. You know, that that could be down to that. And like I said, it shouldn't be anything too much that should impact uh on your account health. But you know, when Amazon is Amazoning, uh, the way that it does, you know, why take the chance? That's that's what I'm a firm believer in anyway.
1: Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree.
0: Mm-hmm. Cool. So stay off the meltables for a bit. So <laughs> who's, yeah, who's selling in the US at the moment? Who knows what the Informed Consumers Act is? is it causing a pain uh for anyone that's watching probably not because the majority of you won't be selling in the us uh at the moment i wouldn't have thought but we might have some viewers that are or some that are going to be um probably watching this from uh, a replay point of view so just to fill everyone in uh, a few months ago amazon announced um that it was uh, complying with the, uh, the U.S. Inform Act, which was passed by Senate, I think, last year, and it's coming into effect on the 27th of June this year. Now, essentially, it's one of those acts that, you know, there's nothing bad. It's actually for the protection of consumers. It's to help with uh, counterfeit goods. Uh, It's to give transparency uh, to sellers, uh, selling on marketplaces to try and get rid of counterfeits to try and stop money laundering, to try and you know stop people um, from getting ripped off, that type of thing. So it's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing. But Amazon being Amazon, they've managed to make it incredibly complicated uh, as always and literally are scaring the life out of people. So if you can imagine... If you are, and this is, you know, I don't know how many U.S. Amazon sellers there are or how many sellers that sell on the U.S. platform. It's not just based in the U.S. It's it's where the goods are being sold. So, you know, we sell in the U.S. So uh, we don't live there, but we have to kind of abide by it. And um, Amazon.com is becoming a more transparent marketplace. It's only in the last year that your business details we're showing on amazon.com as well, which is interesting. Really? Yeah, I mean, and when that's out...
1: been since day one
0: yeah exactly so you know we didn't have any issue with it but that caused a big hoo-ha in the US because when that first came out you know people were lo- using like home addresses whereas we know here if you're going to set up an Amazon account in the UK use a PO box use a business address you know don't put your home address down because it's all kind of visible that type of thing use yeah. a, an official company a
1: address or some kind of store unit warehouse yeah yeah, yeah. Any address, anything like that
0: yeah anything to stop you know kind of bob turning up at your address you know with a refund or something like that so <laughs> you know we know that in the uk and we we've known that forever because the the details are visible but that actually only happened in the us in the last year and there was a big hoo-ha about it because people were like wow You know, I can't believe my details are going to are going to be shown like this. Now, what the U.S. Informed Act does, it takes it a little step further in the sense that now you have to clarify, you have to verify those details. Okay, so Amazon has a pretty stringent verification process now for new sellers anyway. If you have set up a U.S. account, probably in the last eight weeks, you may not have had to uh, re-verify. But this is something that U.S. sellers are going to have to do once a year moving forward. And once a year, you're going to have to re-verify your identity. So whether it be with driver's license, passport, something like that, you're going to have to re-identify your bank account. Um, so you're going to need to put in a bank statement, um, you know, within, I think it's within 90 days or something like that your business address, your tax ID, which is your UTR details. And also you're gonna have to confirm and make sure that you have uh, an appropriate contact number to be contacted uh, at all times. Uh, So those are generally the five things. There's a couple of other things as well. And each one of those has to be individually verified. And if you can imagine as that stands at the moment, this is something that Amazon launched a couple of weeks ago. It's got to be done in exactly two weeks time. So there are hundreds of thousands of people that need to go back through this verification. But the big issue is it literally put hundreds of thousands of people into your account will be deactivated. Imagine that. Imagine the carnage. (laughs) that caused a couple of weeks ago now we actually knew it was going to happen so uh, from our point of view but for you know because we do things like this we're part of Facebook communities you hear people talking you know that type of thing so we actually knew that this was going to happen but imagine waking up to your account that maybe you do millions of dollars on and you get that deactivation warning and you're asked to verify all these details fine fair enough okay I can accept that But then for the first two weeks, nobody could put any information in because there was a glitch on the system. So that was freaking people out even more. So now we're finally at a point, you know, about two weeks out that Amazon have started. uh, They fixed the glitch and they started going through and verifying. So we were really fortunate. Ours was verified yesterday. So phew that was done and that was over uh because you know as we know i've talked about it publicly we've already had one suspension on that account this year and i really don't fancy any more um you know from from that point of view because it is such a big ag to be able to get around it but um it's been a worrying time and there's probably you know this is going to impact a lot of people You're going to see a lot yeah. of suspensions because there's a couple of things like uh, i think it was a, a guy Called Carl, who was asking in the group as well. There's a little bit of a glitch on the system as well, which is another thing. So, personally, our tax ID number was uh, logged under individual. It wouldn't allow us to change it to business. So, but we, uh, again, I don't know if it's just a glitch. It knows we're a business, we're a business entity, that's all been verified. Um, but it was saying individual. So, we were really worried okay, that's not going to pass verification because, you know, we're putting business UTR details in uh, and business identification verification, but it's under an individual entity. So surely that's going to be rejected, but it didn't. So I think that must be a glitch. So if that's something that's happening and you are not putting the details in because you're worried that it's not going to match, I think it would be better that you put them in then then wait for that to change because I can't see that changing, uh, to be perfectly honest. So if you are one of those people that it won't allow you to click business as part of the tax ID, um, then it only allows – I would go ahead and submit all of your business UTR details anyway as well. And they've obviously got the business address. One is the postcard. You ever done the postcard?
1: I've never done the postcard.
0: Okay, so that's fun. The postcard one is Amazon. um... I'm
1: I'm old school. I started in 2011. They didn't ask this kind of stuff back then. No, they were
0: like, Is your name Matt? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you're in. (laughs) You're in.
0: Yeah, you're in. That's it. That's all it was then. Um, But I think the, um, yeah, with regards to the business address, so what happens if you, you click it and your registered address, they send you a little postcard with Mm -hmm. like uh, an id on it and then you have to put in that id but it can take up to two weeks for that postcard to come so if you haven't done it already guys please make sure you do it because the deadline is in two weeks and this isn't amazon being amazon this is uh american law so it has to be done by that period of time so don't hold off you know make sure you put that information in um but the reason i've talked about it is one you know if anyone's listening you know and like panicking hopefully that would have helped but i actually think this is something you're going to start seeing a lot more anyway uh and this has to be done every year now um whereas i i do think we're going to start seeing more and more verifications you know uh we're seeing it in the U- eu as well right there's always yeah. some sort of verification or something you got got tick there right
1: yeah, there's, um, there's, I don't know if there's verification as so much, but there's a lot of compliance in terms of there's some new recycling legislation coming through the WE, W-E-E, Waste Electronics, something or other. This, um, it's about basically it's recycling packaging and electronic products, so screens, batteries, and all that kind of stuff. So registration requirements required for that. Um, but yeah, essentially, there's a lot of legislation coming in. Um, I have noticed in the UK, I don't know if anyone's... Um, got a business bank account you may have asked to be re-verif- re-verified yep. all the details in the UK there was some changes to um, business banking regulations again about ownership of bank accounts and things so yeah there's a lot of tightening up I don't know what's prompted it um, it might be dressed up as consumer protection but I think a lot of it particularly the bank inside came down to bounce back fraud I think that's what kind of prompted yeah. that a little bit that's, that's my thing as to why the uk banking fraud happened because obviously those people took bounce back loans and they didn't really have proper records for these people and they now can't trace them
0: <sighs> how crazy who would have thought that that would have happened hey
1: who would thought it
0: who would have thought it i read a stat years uh, years ago well it didn't happen years ago i read a stat a while ago or Matt Cromey told me it or someone told me it, so apologies if it was you, that actually for the amount that the government were not gonna go after bounce back too much, uh, because it would actually cost them more money uh to go after the amount of, you know, perceived fraud yeah. than actually than it would be to write the money off.
1: I can imagine, yeah.
0: which is you know just ridiculous i think they're just going after the you know the big ones that did like the millions and and things like that bring back bounce back that's what that's what i see (laughs) 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 especially now with the interest rates wow yeah
1: you imagine yeah
0: God, oh, that would be crazy so uh sean's saying yeah this is interesting actually um people having problems logging in now i've noticed this quite a lot so i actually think it could be connected seller essential's being really glitchy all week um i uh had had it was it yesterday or sunday where the figures weren't adding up that, um, yeah yeah luke's and hayden's were two different issues um so i will uh, and i'm sure luke won't mind me saying actually about this so what luke's was so this is a cautionary tale actually so what luke's was was um luke and i know he's posted it publicly so i don't mind saying he had the shock of his life when he went to log into his account on sunday um and it uh, basically said and i've never seen this before so i was like is this some sort of new suspension um, he couldn't even log into his account and it, it it basically said your account has been closed um because you have violated Amazon policy. Now, for anyone that's been suspended, you know that you can still log into your accounts. Yeah, you know, even if you're suspended to a really long period of time, uh, because they still like charging you for your professional seller fee. <laughs> so it, I, I was helping. Yeah, exactly. Not going to lose out on that. And um, I was helping Luke with it and I suddenly um, uh, and I was like, this is weird. I've not seen this before. Um, But we went on, we checked his store, you know, everything was still live. So it clearly wasn't a suspension. But what it actually was, um, was his um, buyer account on Amazon had been deactivated. But he was set up on the same email address for his buyer account and his seller account now matt Cromie always bangs on about do not have them under the same email address not for not for this reason funnily enough so he he wasn't you know being wise and and on (laughs) from that respect but matt always talks about it from a linking point of view obviously but Now, uh, it's going to be a big, uh, you know, big amount of hassle for uh, Luke to get this sorted because it's the same email address. So he cannot physically get into his account now because it's the Mm -hmm. same email address that's been deactivated as his seller account. So, I mean, he will get it sorted, but it's just one of those things that's going to have to be a lot faster.
1: Yeah, if you can avoid the hassle, it's the time and effort and also worry to a certain extent that you now have to put into this to get it sorted. And and simply like you say, using a separate email, most people have multiple emails anyway. Yeah. so simple and so much hassle and potential issues avoided.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if you are someone that whatever reason, you know, for your buyer and seller account, make sure they are under different emails. Just from a linking point of view, but most importantly from that point of view, so because that's going to be a lot of hassle uh, for Luke to sort out. Hayden's issue was another issue, so yeah, I just think uh, Centre Central's been super glitchy this week. Um, so yeah, guys, just you know, kind of keep an eye on it, but. Um, You know, get ahead of that US informed stuff. Don't be that person that thinks, oh, this is only going to take a couple of days to sort out. So I'll do it on like the 25th or something like that. Not only do you have to wait, you know, up to I think it's up to 14 days for that postcard to come. uh, But then you have to get in the queue for the verification to be checked. So, uh, you know, if it's something, do it now, you know, not not tomorrow do it now if you haven't done it already do it now because from now you risk um being deactivated and it's one of those things this is us law so they're not going to fanny around and they will deactivate you okay normally i'm like oh they might they might not yeah, 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 yeah. this is US law.
1: Legislation. It's the same with this um like back to this thing in germany the register packaging registrations Deadlines first of July and they they've said categorically they will close your listings. There is no ifs, no buts. That is the regulations, not Amazon being we may, may not, you know, it is this is this is the rules and we have to follow them because they're imposed by the authorities.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Matt Cromey said some of the sham is probably to stop some of the sham uh, Chinese companies. Yeah, absolutely. And some people taking bounce back loans and getting cars with it. Absolutely. People were living their best bounce back lives. There is uh, there is no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, Just while we're on the subject of EU, Matt, um, because Mm -hmm. for those of you that are mad and that haven't joined the Hive already, I mean, we might not even let you in now because you're that crazy because you haven't done it already. And we don't want to, we don't want crazy people in the hive. No, I'm only joking. Everybody's welcome. Um, so on that basis, really mm-hmm. exciting new subject. We're going to be starting from next week. Live trainings from next Tuesday. Uh, Matt, you are going to be going into covering for the next five or six weeks, something like that, how to re-get back into Europe, uh, and how you can, you know, start expanding what you're already doing. You know, if you're not heading to the US, where everyone's heading, you know, yep. that's that's the best thing to do. When you see a lot of people doing one thing, do the opposite. The opposite. <laughs> yeah, do the opposite, definitely. Um, So you are going to be running through training on how to get back into Europe. And so tell us a little bit about that. So if anyone's interested in joining. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So um, I think Europe is the best not talked about opportunity on Amazon at the moment, um, particularly from a UK perspective. So, as with anything, when the internet came along, for example, it was a massive change, and and that change creates opportunity. As difficult as Brexit is, it has created opportunity because everybody is equally affected, and what it has done is it has wiped out an awful lot of competition in Europe from other UK sellers and sellers around, you know, in the US and things that they're not bothering to sell there anymore. sell in the UK and things, so it's created a lot less competition. This has made it you know, much easier um, to be profitable in Europe. And I will tell you our margins are sort of 30, 40% higher in Europe than they are in the UK selling the same pro- products. The beauty of Europe actually is the challenge. So it is difficult to sell in Europe now, which is in itself the opportunity, because if you can learn to navigate the challenges, then you've got a lot more protection because a lot of people who don't know how to navigate the challenges, they can't fill in the customs paperwork, for example. These guys are are getting wiped out and they're not able to get back into Europe. So hopefully through the training, I'm gonna get a lot of people back into Europe and selling successfully. Um, We'll be discussing the EFN, which is shipping from the UK to Europe. We'll be discussing Pan EU, which is sending stuff directly to Europe and fulfilling it within Europe, which is the best way to go really. Um, But also we'll be discussing things like importing from Europe, how to buy from Europe. And there's so many opportunities as well in Europe to partner with European firms who want to sell in the UK, but haven't either got the scale or can't be bothered or just it's not part of the roadmap to get their products back into the UK. You've now got a unique position, especially if your business is located in the UK, to bring these products in and distribute them on behalf of these brands. Um, so not only we do you know we can take you out of the arbitrage space and and be working directly with brands Um, this is the biggest opportunity on amazon is to work directly with a brand as effectively their distributor or their official partner and brexit and europe makes a great reason to do that because they want to sell in the uk but it's not worth their time and effort but it may well be for you to simply bring their stuff in because you've got everything set up already so yeah it's a Honestly, I think it's the biggest opportunity that nobody's talking about right now is getting back into the EU.
0: Absolutely. I reckon you could develop some sort of cash cow just by uh, approaching businesses and show, you know, through this training um, and showing them how to sell in Europe as well. You know, if you wanted to, there is like, because. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. So I partnered with a brand uh, a few weeks ago and we are buying in their products Um, And we're their exclusive UK distributor because they only have EU distribution that used to cover the UK, but now it doesn't. So we're now their official UK partner. Um, So we're buying their products and and reselling them on Amazon on an exclusive basis. We've got access to brand registry, so nobody else can sell these products because we've created that agreement. And I bet there is thousands, maybe even tens of thousands of small EU firms that want to sell in the UK, but are struggling and you know that can be uh, you could create an entirely new business just out of that opportunity
0: yeah absolutely so really looking forward to that we do not sell in europe ourselves uh at, at the moment at all so i'm really looking forward to that like cindy says i'm so excited uh about this training i joined I'm uh, amazon just as we left brexit so didn't ever sell in europe and again i remember those good old day, uh good old days of uh Selling toys in Germany, that lovely German market, um, you know, that we're all missing out on second biggest, second biggest Amazon uh, platform yeah, yeah. in the world. You know, most That's people assume it's the UK, it's not. Germany,
1: and you've got access to the entirety of Europe now through through leverage, and particularly pan-EU. If you can get, you know, established in Germany, you can sell in the German market, and you can fulfil the entirety of Europe, which is 300 million um, consumers.
0: And actually, as well, one thing worth saying, because a lot of people don't do this, because like you say, the opportunity arises um, in the setup, you know, because mm. that's that's where the low, you know, people don't because it's a lot of hassle to, to do it. But we've also got some experts coming in to do some um, guest sessions we've as well. Extra, yeah, and so, we've
1: got some exclusive discounts as well, because I'll be transparent, there is a cost of getting back into Europe, which is, again, another barrier to entry. But we've negotiated some because obviously you have to file tax compliance and things now we're not part of the eu we've got um an exclusive deal with a firm who's going to do the registration for the first year for free so that's saving you guys a thousand pounds straight off the bat if you want to join the hive you'll get access to that so that covers your membership just by by getting that exclusive offer so yeah
0: (laughs) wow i i didn't even know that
1: (laughs) yeah yeah i'm working hard behind the scenes you know (laughs) you
0: have been working hard oh my god amazing did you hear that guys did you hear that? Normally costs a grand. You guys, Hive members are going to get it for free. Yeah. So, you know, it pretty much costs a grand to join the Hive for a year. No brainer here, guys. No brainer. So, yeah, that's going to be amazing. Really looking forward to that. So uh, Matt has put up the link to join. It's uh, £99 per month plus flat, uh, plus flat, flat, fat. You can uh, cancel at any time, um, you know, so it's something that you don't have to, you know, be a permanent member. But the way I will say, if you know, judge if it's for you. Uh, to be perfectly honest, there's a lot of good things people say about the hive you know you can search it in this group other groups you know people giving honest testimonials about it but if it's not for you it's not for you and you know what it's only cost you one month to find out that's the way you know that's judge it for yourself try it see if you like it but you know i will warn you once you join not a lot of people leave so (laughs) It's like, it's like a horror movie, you know, once you join, you're not leaving. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> but yeah, you know, if it's not for you, absolutely, um, you know, try it, see if it's for you. So that's really exciting. And, you know, not only that as well, um, at the same time, I'm covering stuff on bundles. Uh, I've got the new reseller blueprint that's going to be happening in July as well. So that is going to blow Uh, you know arbitrage out of the water it's a brand new way of selling arbitrage Um, you know getting back in control for people Um, and you know for people that are frustrated by price tanking and things like that so that's definitely going to be something that's cool Uh, like and then we you know we talk about cool things like tonight we've got our hive live session when I say cool things this is where I show myself to be a geek so like tonight's session just for an example is Um, I'm going to go through live examples and show people how to write uh, a title on Amazon that is going to avoid getting IP claims. Um, you know, there's a specific way that Amazon wants it done. So, uh, and you know, I'm really excited about that. I love, I love teaching that kind of stuff. So it's definitely something. And like I said, if you want to sell on Amazon, especially if you want to create your own opportunities, this is the stuff that you need to sell. Um, so yeah, I've just realized again, said it out loud. know what geek I sound like yeah let's get really (laughs) excited about writing titles uh in the right way on Amazon but yeah it you know those are the things we talk about so don't just think it's about bundles we've we started off on bundles uh but obviously now we're going to be covering that and plus we got Johnny as well so um you know he's been doing his sourcing sessions Sunday sourcing sessions as well so there's there's plenty for everyone for sure so here we go (laughs) Cindy says it's a lie. We can never leave once you realize how much you learn. Yeah, that. Absolutely. Scary. We'll keep you. Exactly. We'll, uh, uh, yeah, we won't let you leave. Um, so, well, as always, the hour has gone quickly. I think that's about it for today. Uh, thanks for everyone uh, that's joined us and contributed. Been interesting chat today, talking yeah. about the US Inform Act. Uh, hot stuff as in meltables uh, but also uh, some of the things that we're going to be covering in the hive as well so i'm going to be back next week and thomas parkinson is going to be joining us yeah so we're going to be talking about all things us um because uh as you may or may know thomas did a big uh, announcement a few weeks ago which surprised a lot of people um and i told him he's got to come on and explain himself uh, and uh you know why he did it but no we're going to come on, we're going to talk about that uh we're going to talk about selling in the u.s you know some of the reasons why he's chosen to you know move all of his business to the u.s and for anyone that knows thomas obviously that's going to be uh, a big wealth of information lots of gold nugget uh, alerts for sure um you know when someone like thomas talks you should listen. Uh, it's as simple as that. I promise I'll let him get to an edge and uh, get, him, get <laughs> <next> day, Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, definitely, for sure. So he's going to be joining me next week at one o'clock, so next Tuesday the 20th, so make sure uh, you join us for that. Uh, Matt, thanks for, thanks for joining. Uh, I shall let you get back to the Northern Sun. Uh, for anyone that is uh, part of the Hive, I will see you, and Matt will see you, at seven o'clock tonight. And uh, other than that, I'll see you next week. Uh, Take care, everyone.
1: See you soon. Bye.
0: Bye.